0: Welcome back. We're at... Oh my God, I fucked it up already. I couldn't even say the word we're without wavering. (laughs) Edit point here. (laughs) Welcome back. We are at... Episode 74 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie. This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com.
1: And I am Sean German of of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And with us today, our special guest, you know him from Cheap Chill's fan club. He's a real monster kid. It's Ben Walker's story. What's ben, going on? Welcome guys? back. Hey, thanks. Hey Ben. Hey.
0: Thanks for coming in remotely or from a, a hot new literally a hot new remote location. <laughs> I am out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I live up in the foot I live up in the foothills now. I've moved since I was on your show last. Out in the middle of the woods, still Northern California.
0: Yep. Yeah, you're still fairly close by and um Real time confession here. I actually got to go up and meet Ben in person, and uh, meet his beautiful wife and his adorable little dude. Their fresh new baby, and it was it was really cool. It was cool to hang out with you guys up there. Yeah, that
2: was cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for meeting up with us. Cause dang, there's not a lot of people out here, so it's nice to uh, still have some friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it your way occasionally. Maybe too much. You'll start to tell me you've relocated to a, a second location. <laughs> right. We've been, <laughs> so we been eyeing, eyeing uh,
2: my
1: perhaps. <laughs> so where are we at today, Sean? All right. Well, we are here for minute 74. Minute 74 of the movie This Is Spinal Tap starts with David having his suspicions on Nigel's return. We end with David sarcastically wondering if Nigel is the hand of God. And in between, Nigel relieves a message from Ian about the possibility of the band touring Japan. So this is a tense minute. It's uh, so the very end of the previous minute where Nigel shows up. The, the remaining members of TAP are tuning up and getting ready to go on stage. They're about to head out when Nigel comes in. And yeah, it's like running into uh you know an ex an ex lover or former flame, and there's a lot of a lot of pregnant silences and long pauses and Nigel acknowledges Mick, which I thought was nice, kind of throw the drummer a bone a little <laughs> hi Mick, and Look Mick out. gives a little yeah. nige back at him
0: a little nige nige nod,
1: yeah, a little not 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 to nige uh. Yeah, Yeah. so this is like a, a serious, tense, very awkward minute. The first thing I noticed is that, so David had been, you know, at the end of the last minute, David says, all right, I'm in. I'm in tune. He gets up to go to walk to the stage. And upon seeing Nigel, he sits back down.
0: Yeah, like he's taken aback a bit by Nigel even showing up, and what one thing I noticed too is dissecting this movie minute by minute is that we we're watching a couple minutes, you're watching a couple more minutes, then you're watching a couple more minutes, and in those couple minutes, <laughs> the manager leaves, and then. Nigel leaves, and then there's a couple minutes, and then Nigel's back. It's like, there's five minutes in between when he leaves and when he comes (laughs) Mm. back. It's really short in, I mean, obviously it's, you know... We're not in real time in the movie, but it it is amazing how quickly this this script comes together nice and tight, uh, you know, and it wasn't a real proper type script. It was more of an outline, but the way they move that story along compactly in like a five-minute span, he's out and then he's, well, at least he's back visiting. We'll see Mm -hmm. what happens in the next minute or two.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so that, and that's something I've... I've noticed with other movies that's one of probably or possibly one of the most difficult things for comedies. And I say that not as someone who's made a feature film, but someone who's seen a lot of films and I know where they often fall and that's towards the end. You know, for example, Monty Python, which those guys are geniuses and so much of what they've done is true works of art and and contributions to human culture. It's hard to overstate how great that body of work is. But their feature films towards the end just dive. They go right into the crapper uh, a lot of times. Whereas this, the way it's edited, the way the, the structure of the story is laid out that it, it carries me along and it's very efficient because it's, you know, it's kind of first and foremost, it's a comedy. We, 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 laugh a lot watching this movie and I guess I would to 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 give the editor and, and Rob Reiner credit, they probably realized to, you know, to, to wrap things up for the storyline without sitting on the comedy, that they kind of needed things to move along, that this just be a little bit at the end. But yet with the I mean, part of this is that we're watching it one minute at a time, but I felt this even just watching it all the way through, with the scene changes, with the moving from city to city it it feels like it's it's moving along it doesn't feel like it's rushed like if if Nigel leaves and then they turn around he comes back and like they're still in LA that might seem that oh they're you know they're running out of time in the movie and they're trying to get it done whereas you know they've been to they were in one city they've been to another city they've played a whole another show and now they're in a third city before they see Nigel again so it, it doesn't drag, but at the same time, it, it doesn't feel rushed.
0: Yeah, well, no, go ahead, Ben.
2: Uh, well, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for having me back for the most quiet, downtime, <laughs> dour point in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's. I
1: hope, you, I hope you took your lithium this morning. It's going to be a very <laughs> relaxed minute, I think.
2: But it does bring up the good point that, you know, for even a, a feel-good comedy, you have to like – look at any movie as as sort of a graph of where things are emotionally and you have to have a low point uh, in order for that last spike of the climax to feel as good as possible. So, you know, at least they didn't end this at a wedding. You know, they could have gone down. I guess that's more of a modern (laughs) approach, but like I was just watching, I was just watching um, I Love You, Man. Have you guys seen that one?
1: Yes. I never
0: saw that one.
2: And uh, it's another one that ends in the wedding. And it's like, at least this one, the whole point of the movie was was that the, this couple was engaged and they were working on having a new best man to be at this wedding. So it makes sense to end at a wedding. But it's like, oh, yeah, doesn't every movie end at a wedding now? But you need that like last little emotional push of like, yay, like, this is some, this heightened moment here at the end and everybody feels good. And it almost like in these these kind of movies, it would feel forced. Uh, a little bit as far as like how giddy everybody is at these weddings. The point is you got to have the low point before, you know, and we definitely got to get that
0: third act low point and then they do it. Well, it is sort of serious. And as usual, Michael McKean, you know, like that, that kind of upsetness where you, you can't even quite spit out what it is you're trying to say Mm -hmm. is so real. I can feel it.
2: The way I related to to David, too, was that, like, you know, Nigel is coming back and eating shit, you know, he's got his hat in his hand, so he's acting, like, a certain way, and he's, like, trying to maintain that for the good of their lives. And you can see that, like, David sees that and knows that it's not going to get out of control, and he sort of, like, takes advantage and being, like, a little extra defensive, don't you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but- I would think so. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, Nigel's body language, yeah, is totally like just kind of like a like like they're back in squat Like he's just kind of a kid, maybe just sort of shuffling in and
1: um, head down. The hands are in the pockets, yeah. You know, and, and he knows David. He knows even even not having seen David since he walked off the stage. You know, th- these guys know each other so well, so he knows the proper tact to take. You know, one thing I picked out particularly when he's talking you know he says Ian asked him to ask you tap if you'd be interested in reforming like he he makes a point of saying like I'm not asking the other members of the band I'm outside and I'm asking you and you're the band kind of thing like he's yeah he's totally rolled over he's showing his belly he knows like whatever the frustrations are I think and I think he knows he was wrong you know he was he was right to be frustrated and it was a kind of a tough situation, but to just walk off like that, you know, maybe he overreacted and, uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely, de- he's deferring to David cause he, he knows, he knows that that David's going to come around, but it's one of those things like if you, you know, if you apologize, you just kind of diffuse everything. If you fight, then the other person's going to fight and then you just buck heads where someone's, someone's just got to like, you know, have the olive branch to diffuse the situation. There it is. There
0: it is. The branch olive. So is there anything in particular, we were kind of talking about how this is sort of a, this is a quiet bummerish point of the the movie. Um, Is there anything else particular to this moment? Or do we want to talk about other kind of spinal tap related personal stories and all that kind of stuff? I'm, I'm here to go either way. (laughs)
1: Well, I I did have one, at least one other thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And Derek, just God love, God love (laughs) a bass player. When when Nigel's like, oh, it seems that Sex Farm is on the charts of Japan. Mm -hmm. And then Derek's like the, you know, Spinal Tap's recording of Sex Farm. (laughs) Like how many other Sex Farms are there? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know. It's, you know the Captain and Tennille sex farm. Like, <laughs> you know Marvin Gaye sex farm. Like yes, <laughs> of course. Yes, it's Spinal Tap sex farm. It's, no, it's, it's actually covered by the,
2: the farm. The name the nineties na- late uh, late nineties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was that was the you know the, the one really humorous moment. And again, it's, it's
0: yeah. The, well, to the, me, the humorous mo- moments are just looking at what David and and. Derek are wearing because they're so David's wearing that very open blouse and then Derek's like practically nipple showing here with his little hat, his little half shirt, which is
1: it's really like, big. it's like a halter top almost. Yeah, I'd it's think. like a halter top. When I, and I like, when did I didn't notice in the previous minute, I didn't notice David's blouse being that open. Mm. Like, I mean, it, no, to it say, like, at what point did he decide, oh, Nigel's here, I need to flash a little chest?
0: Well, maybe Janine was, like, yeah. giving him a little rub down or something. Pre- prepping
1: him for the stage. So just mm-hmm. maybe just in the process of standing up and sitting down. But yeah, it didn't seem like... It's definitely the same shirt. I mean, this is one scene. Sure. But uh, it's, yeah, we suddenly see a lot more flesh from David than I think we were seeing before. Yeah. And then, of course, Nigel uh, is—he's chewing and smoking.
0: Yep, yep, chewing and smoking. So, yeah, we were talking about how a lot of times we'll ask our guests if they have any stories about like seeing bands or being bands in bands or any Spinal Tap moments from their lives. And uh, Ben, do you have any things you want to share today? Uh, Concerts? Yeah.
2: Let's see. I think. One thing that stands out for me is the first, you know, concert experience, right? For me, it was uh, the Moody Blues, and I was listening to some pretty square stuff in high school because, you know, let's see, I was in high school, graduated in 91, so people weren't necessarily listening to 60s and 70s uh, hippie kind of stuff like that. Yeah. um, Too much, but I was listening to some kind of square stuff, uh, and it was my parents' music, you know. And so when the Moody Blues came around, I was like, oh, I want to see them. And I was probably 15, and my mom was like, well, I'll take you, you know, because she loved them too. So so now I'm going to the Moody Blues with my mom.
0: Right. <laughs> and, uh,
2: and it's fine, but we're like kind of figuring out where we're going to stand, and we're in this sort of open, grassy area. What is the expo in Sacramento
0: Cal Expo uh,
2: Cal Expo, yeah, yeah you
0: got it. so it's this
2: open grassy area, and people are kind of milling around figuring out where they're going to be, just chilling out and doing their thing, waiting for the concert to start, and all of a sudden, my mom grabs me by like the sides of my arms and just like shoves me to where all of a sudden I'm like surrounded by this group of strangers, and they all stop their conversation and 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 you get like the record scratch noise, and they look at me. <laughs> And they're like grown-ups, you know, ponytailed, gray-haired pony, uh, you know, grown-ups, perhaps. And uh, they just stop and stare at me, and my mom goes, Oh, sorry, I just wanted my son to know what marijuana smells like. <laughs> so he can avoid it.
1: Oh, good, so he can avoid it, exactly.
0: Now he knows. What did you think back then? Like, if you can remember, did you smell it? Did you think it was like, ew, that smells like a skunk? Or, you know, like, do you remember having any visceral response to it? It was not
2: on my radar in any way, you know? Mm -hmm. It might have smelled a little bit like my crazy Uncle Dan, but otherwise I didn't think (laughs) about it, you know?
0: (sighs) Yeah, I remember up in Grass Valley when I was young, we went to the Bluegrass Festival which they still have there every year. was just It just happened on Father's Day. We went with my dad, my mom, my brother, and I. I can't remember how old I was, but I mean, I couldn't have been that old. Maybe. Did I go with my... Anyways, my parents got divorced when we moved up there, so the timeline is a little fuzzy. Mm. But anyways, I definitely was young. And I remember that, yeah, there were a lot of kind of hippies and all sorts of country folk and country folk hippies and every combination of that. And, uh, it was all kind of new to me moving up there from Southern California from the beach hippies. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) but I remember my brother and I were out just kind of exploring and walking around and there was a cigarette pack on the ground and I, um, picked it up and it was there were no cigarettes in it it was all joints and i remember thinking oh wow and i t- took it to my dad i thought it was a f- really interesting find but yeah i wasn't interested in it but i thought it was kind of a naughty you know a naughty little find this little <laughs> That's pack, like, of, pack of joints
2: <laughs> that reminds me of when i was uh interning at a screen printing shop in high school i was just so square i did not care about this stuff at all i was you know more interested in having parties where everybody would dress as their favorite saturday night live character (laughs) so i wasn't interested and i almost kind of had like a comic book superhero you know aversion to it like drugs are wrong right but So I just, but I just didn't care. It just wasn't anything I was interested in either way, but I was at this screen printing shop and back then when you would make the screen prints, it was nothing really on computer. You'd have to take these sheets of like clear vinyl with letters and squiggles and things on them and you would lay them all out uh, to form the lettering for the back of the tour dates or whatever on your t-shirt And so there was, like, this shoebox full of, the like, little clippings of these things where you could rummage through and find little letters and put things together. It was kind of the scraps. And so I would have to go through that sometimes to to make the graphics. And one time my boss, was kind of this quiet sort of, you know, introspective, scruffy guy, but nice enough guy, but he pulls me aside and he's like, Hey, I want to talk to you because... You know, I th- I know that you were going through the shoebox, and I know you must have found my zigzags, and I just <laughs> I just want you to know that I'm not, you know, I'm not some kind of burnout weirdo, and I, you can still trust me, okay? And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I just it went completely over my head, and I thought he literally meant like some of the shapes were like lightning bolt squiggles. <laughs>
0: Like zigs and (laughs) zags. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you know, marijuana culture, it has changed a lot over the last 20 years or so, that is for sure. All right. Um, let's see. So yeah, and I was just gonna I was just reminiscing um when we were, when you were mentioning Ben about different shows, and when since you said Cal Expo, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but <laughs> one of my favorite—did I already mention this about seeing Run DMC there with? Beastie Boys.
2: Oh, that sounds no. like an alright oh show.
0: That was no, that was an remember. amazing show. Yeah, yeah. So it was. At, I was at my first job, which was bag full of bagels. R.I.P. <laughs> bag full of bagels. Yeah. <laughs> the first place I ever officially got a paycheck from in um, in Sacramento, and uh, yeah, it was it was way back when those guys were just starting to tour with each other. So I got to see the headliner was. Run-DMC and then the Beastie Boys were opening for them and wow. um it was amazing and I was I was at that point I was beyond um not knowing what a marijuana cigarette was and I was actually on acid at the time for the whole thing
1: <laughs> and it was
0: dude it blew my mind no it was amazing I went with my one of my girlfriends and we had an incredible time in the uh, both of those both of those groups performed incredibly. That was definitely one of the highlights of seeing seeing live shows for sure.
2: You're you're bringing back all these memories now. I totally had forgotten about this one, but, picturing Cal Expo, I was also there one time, and I almost got in a fight with a mime.
0: Oh no! Sorry,
2: <laughs> sorry, Sh- sorry, Sean.
0: Sorry, Sean.
2: <laughs> but uh. I was a young, boisterous, opinionated guy back then, and when I was like nineteen, twenty, I was earning my living by making balloon animals. So there was this sort of, there was this sort of like rivalry, you know, of people thinking that I was a clown, perhaps, you know. So I was sort of, I was sort of like defensive about it, and I'd probably just seen Shakes the Clown or something. I don't know. Uh, I went to Cal Expo to see Weird Al Yankovic. And I was with my friend, who also made balloon animals for a living. And <laughs> this guy was was miming for these two young ladies, you know, probably trying to impress them a little bit. <laughs> and I walk by, f- filing into this concert, and I yell out, "Mimes suck!"
1: <laughs> right? And I just, I
2: figured that was the uh, end of it. And I, just
1: I kept poked the tiger.
2: Yeah, I just, I just kept walking. I figured that was the end of it. And then all of a sudden, he comes unicycling up to me. And, <laughs> and he, he like, grabs my shoulder really hard. And he says something like, there's no room for sucking in the world of magic, young man. Or <laughs> I don't know, something like that. And I was like, he talked, everybody. Did you hear him? The mime
0: talked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh my god, that's hilarious. Is that like verboten, like to ever talk at all when you're out there as a mime? Like, what's the protocol? Maybe he was an alternative mime and he was sort of doing his own thing. I don't know. (laughs) That is a good story. (laughs) I love it. Oh my god. So well, anything else today for this this minute, guys, or uh, any other Spinal Tap stuff, or shall we wrap this this puppy up?
1: Uh, I think that that's all I got for
0: seventy four. Ben, I'll nothing. take your silence as I a. Got nothing. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Cool. So well, we're gonna wrap this up today. I hope you guys have enjoyed hearing a few of our little uh <laughs> origin stories from rock and roll and rap and such um and uh, yeah, if you want to share some of your first concerts or a marijuana cigarette stories, you can send them in to spinaltapminute at gmail.com. And uh, we're still accepting cornbread recipes. So please send those in. <laughs> <down. Yes. laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I, think I just that's... got one in my, in my blue apron. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> your blue apron maybe uh <laughs> maybe we can get a coupon code from them for you mentioning that i don't know but uh <laughs> right, buzz marking them. Yeah. yeah yeah so i think that's about it for me
1: and so ben if folks want to see more of your work or hear more from you where can they where can they find you
2: um folks should check out at cheap chills fan club on instagram that's where i'm posting most of my stuff Uh, As far as artwork and and projects, I just had a cool giveaway, uh, giving away a leather jacket that I had customized. Um, Totally gave that away for free. It was only two inches wide, but um, I think it was still a pretty good value. And uh,
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
2: You can see my whole portfolio and all my comic, uh, comedian portraits and posters at benwalkerart.com. Sweet.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: excellent. Yeah, those are all, there's lots of, lots of good stuff at, at both those the instagram and the website we'll we'll put up links and i definitely suggest our listeners if they if they didn't check it out when uh when you were with us before they oh. should check it out and even if they did they should check it out again check because out again. you're, you're supposed to new stuff
0: yeah faux show faux show all right
1: and so ben will you uh can you stick around and maybe come back for a minute 75
2: yeah okay. i think i will good
1: <laughs> glad to hear thanks all right so uh, heidi and myself of course will be back you heard ben say he's going to be back so listeners we uh we count on you returning as well but until next time and so say all of us tap, tap in into america, america. Uh-huh.